Blog Talk Radio. Okay, I guess the song ain't playing, so screw it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the KSDAD, I mean the Coltside Radio Late Night Movie. It's Saturday, so yes, it's me and Fred. With special guest tonight, Carl Kafer. Greetings, salutation. Hey. Nice to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Hello, hey. Oh, and Fred hey, man. Fresh from Facebook jail. Have they tried to take your cherry yeah. in the showers yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, my, my date book is wide open. <laughs> That means I don't have to drop the soap? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, Carl, he's the first Facebook guy I've ever seen banned on Facebook for using the word dumb. Yeah. God. Yeah, no, literally. I sent uh, Steve a screenshot of what I said. I called um, people that didn't believe COVID-19 was real, stupid and dumb, and Facebook banned me for that. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Never mind. I'm not going to say a word. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's what uh, woke culture got us to, you know. Oh, I mean, that's insensitive. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, we just did yeah. a uh, uh, we, we did a uh, Carl's Cavern yesterday. Yeah. On on the on really, the whole thing of this too. What Good. would happen? Oh. Okay, Carl. This is to you. What would happen in the 1970s if they re- released a movie about a dark psycho? What would you call it when they released a movie in the 70s about a dark psychotic who goes over the edge and goes on a killing spree? Entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> now, in 2019, oh, God, we got to get the cops out to the theaters. Yeah. I actually saw well, you know, a I little mean, old granny. Everyone I mean, they did that with the Warriors. Her. Yeah, the Warriors, yeah. But that was seven. But, Carl, this little old, I didn't get frisked. A, a young 20-year-old didn't get frisked. But this grandma who carries around a big old granny purse, because that was their mandate, to check out every person who walked into a movie theater with a backpack and a big old granny purse. She had to turn all her shit out at the counter and have the cop check her purse out. God. Yeah, that that happened to me um, because I, I don't drive, so I take the bus everywhere. I have a backpack on me everywhere I go just in case I have to throw something in it if I buy a soda or some shit. And when I got to the theater, someone had to check my fucking bag, make sure I didn't have a gun. Well, you know what? These days, I don't really, I can understand that, considering, to a certain degree, I can. Well, I mean, but the fault of this is the media made such a hysteria about a film that didn't even come out yet. I literally had an argument with a woman who said, this is going to prompt incels to go out and kill women and rape them. Because this is about a lonely white guy who's pissed off at society. And I asked her, literally, did you see the movie? She's like, I don't have to. I read a blog on it, and I saw the news. 
Yeah, that's something we didn't touch on last night, Carl. Most people, and they did a scientific study that Vicky posted. It wasn't Vicky, it was Chris over a movie. He said 77% of people base their opinions on the story's headline only and don't bother to read the story. Absolutely. You know, again, this is not unusual, okay? We've mentioned the Warriors. I went through picket lines to go see The Last Temptation of Christ. And did any of those people see the fucking movie? No. <laughs> it's like if I wrote an yes. co- article in the, in the, and the headline, Carl Kafer is a racist, but they didn't read the rest of the article, would be, if you're a fucking idiot who doesn't understand what real humor is, then go into a debate on humor. Seventy-seven percent of people would just see. Joker is an incel movie that's going to cause. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what people saw because every headline was, "Oh, incels are going to rise up." This is an incel hero. This is, and the movie is not that at all. The movie is literally just about a mentally ill man who's just fucking dealing with his ego and id, and that's basically what the movie is about. It has nothing to do with incels. Yeah, and the the breakdown of society and how society abandons its weakest members. And that, you know, and people lost their fucking minds over that. And the media, of course, completely ignored that, except for, like, international media, like French TV and stuff talked about the uh, powerful um, messages this movie put out. And this actually um, inspired uh, people to wear Joker makeup in... Protests in Chile, Lebanon, Hong Kong, and Iraq. I mean, one of the most beautiful photos I saw, and once I get out of Facebook jail call, I'll send it to you, was a Lebanese woman in full Joker makeup at a protest against her oppressive government. You know, so the movie actually did opposite of what the media was trying to hype everyone up to and get everyone to a craze, which this movie does brilliantly because the media in this film does the same thing. Gets everyone all crazed up for fucking riots. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. And you know what the funny thing is, guys? What? The movies that wanted to inspire, well, the story, too, that wanted to inspire anarchy, to inspire incels, and has the line, isn't it? I think it's a paraphrase. Carl, you might know it since you love this movie so much. The best thing a good patriot can do is rise up against their government. And what movie is that? V for Vendetta. Yeah. Oh, V for Vendetta, yeah. 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 No one said shit about that, and that movie is like, burn it all down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this movie is about... I I love that movie, by the way. I fucking love that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. I have not seen it. Oh, you need to. Oh, you got to. I I read the graphic novel. I never saw the movie. Yeah, it's as good as the graphic novel. Oh, okay, because I was scared to see it. It removes the Thatcherism because... stuff because that stuff really dated it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. we're going to watch Joker tonight, and we'll really tell you, and we'll run show our opinion what the movie's about. And we got Carl here who's a virgin, so he's going in there. 
So we're right out when the Warner Brothers logo is fading in. All right, hold on, hold on, and let me get there. we're going I got... to start. Okay, is everybody ready? Wait. No. No, I'm Hold on. I, I, I got to get to the logo. I got to get there. Okay. I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. Hold on. I'm on R. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and that's hold why on, he doesn't on. get any girls, Carl, because he's with a girl. Okay. She's like, give it to me now, Daddy. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold on. let me I gotta get ready. Sometimes you got to put on your okay. condom. Drop this bar of soap. <laughs> I've been in prison so much, it's the only way I get excited. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Okay, and, get, and we're going to start watching in five, four, three, two, one, go. Look at this logo when it first fades in, Carl. What logo is this? <laughs> okay, it's the old one. Yeah, the yep. 70 Warner Brothers logo. <clears throat> Just to set up the feel of the film for 70s. And here we are I mean, now in a real shit, shit place to work. I mean, look, there's smog all over the air. The place is just nasty as shit. I love what the radio's talking about, the super rats and shit like that. The garbage strike yeah, of the Yeah, you remember those, don't York. you, Carl, the super rats? Oh, yeah. Hey, we got cannibal rats now. It's wonderful. Yeah. We're, they're evolving. I don't worry about the cannibal rats because they're going to be eating other rats. <laughs> well, you know, they, they do have sex, so, of course, maybe some of it's oral. I'm not sure. They didn't say cannibal fucking rats, Carl. Oh, and I love this. I love this right here. It's easier for him to make the frown than... I love what he does right here with the smile, don't you, Fred? How tight he makes yeah. it, and then when he lets it go in the tear, it hurt him to smile. <laughs> Does that bring back some memories, Carl? Yeah. So where this is filmed, I don't live too far from it. This is Newark. This is near Broad Street, Newark. My mom and I used to shop here when hey, I was growing up. Hey, search. Did you recognize who was there on that? Uh, I think, I, yes, I think it was. Oh, there she is, our girl, Carl. <laughs> is, is that is that Jeannie? Yeah. Hold on. Who are you talking And yes, people back then, porno movies would get giant billboards like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like how they took down the uh, green Broad Street sign and put up the yellow. Jackets and everything. Oh yeah. 
that look like someone dangerous right there, Carl? No, not at all. <laughs> but then again, this is a this is an origin story, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, of course, what's of- going to drive him to become what we know? And that's what this is about. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie where all of its brutality most, most of its brutality is in the words that he says this yeah. is what he says this is what's brutal about this movie the words mm-hmm. of course he's just laughing right now so I haven't heard the words yet yeah he has well, this is a little spoiler but he has a brain condition because of uh he slipped and fell when he was a kid, right, Fred? Well, it's a it's a past. It well, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Fred? Yeah, it's a past injury from childhood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and there's the social worker, <laughs> Department of Health. Yeah, calls calls learn to hate them this year. Oh, no, actually, so. the one I have is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I've run into some real motherfuckers in my life. Oh, I'm sure you have. Trust me. Listen. I'm sure I will, too, at one point. Something I love just as much as this film is the score, which I literally ran out and bought on vinyl. Yeah. Because that was the only way you could find it when it came out was on vinyl. And um, it's the woman that wrote the score and performed it, she didn't even see the movie yet. She read the script. And at certain points of the script is when she picked up her um, cello and started playing and yeah. recorded it right on the spot as she read the script. So, it, I mean, the, the fucking score of this wasn't pre-planned or anything. It was all improvised as she was reading the script. And it's, um, what's her name, like Hilga something or another. She's like from Sweden or yeah. Norway or some shit. <laughs> she, did the, um, she did the score of music for Chernobyl, which is one of my favorite scores. Yeah, I mean, just look at the dynamic here. Yeah. Arthur is pouring his heart out, and she's not even fucking listening to him. Yeah, which was typical. That at least she's not sleeping. Remember that 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 scene from uh, Trash Fire? Yeah. Mm Mhm. I love his joke diary. Looks like my sketchbook. Yeah, see, that's his idea of jokes. I hope my death makes as much more sense than my life. Sense about what to see. <laughs> well, he, he sounds like Bill Hicks, for God's sake. Yeah. Who yeah. <laughs> well, I love, by the way. I'm a huge Bill Hicks fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bill Hicks is a hero. He's a fallen hero. I remember a friend of mine um, was into Tool. And he was showing me, like, the booklet for the band tour. And it has a painting of Bill Hicks in the booklet. And I was like, holy shit, Bill Hicks. He's like, who's that? I was like, you got to listen. And I had to pull up YouTube and play him some fucking, oh, look at that. I'm playing some Bill Hicks. This is a fast forward. I mean, flashback. Yeah. So he's already been in the 
mental institution. Asylum one. Yeah. Well, that's the brilliance of this film. You really don't know much about him. They give you enough information to know what's going on, but they don't give you the full story. Like, you know he was in at least that one time. How many times have you been in Seven that different other than that one? Like, when his social worker asks him, you know, why were you in there? And he's like, who knows? Like, he doesn't even know anymore. He's just fucked up. This thing's going to break your heart, Carl. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk because I want Carl to see it. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> this is the first film that actually gave a reason for Joker's laughter other than just for because that's the Joker. So this is actually new to the Joker lore that Todd Phillips right. came up with was his laughter is organic. It's not just I'm the Joker, I need to laugh, you know? Well, he can't cry, he can't do anything but laugh. Yeah, whenever he gets emotional, it comes naturally. So I have a question for you guys, okay? So, since you give me this information, are you familiar with a song by Loudon Wainwright called The Man Who Could Not Cry? Yeah. No. Yeah, this definitely plays into that. Yeah. Okay, you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love that it's broken down old city, like the, before they cleaned it up, before it was gentrified. This is what pre-gentrification looks like. And, uh, Carl, explain a little bit. To uh, the people, how bad, what the garbage strikes were in 82 and how bad they got. Oh, they got bad. Um, I, by that time, I was in Brooklyn, so it wasn't as bad for me, okay? Um, but, man, you know, you're talking about a dirty city that, that, that was generally dirty anyway, and now it's even worse in terms of um, the garbage and the smell and the rats and everything else. Let's face it, traveling in New York in the 80s was not uh, uh, the best thing to do in terms of the subway. Uh, remember this, you had uh, Curtis Sliwa, too, and, and, and all that going on. You had Bernie Getz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought Getz was later yeah, I remember than 82. Hey, Carl. Yeah, I'm here. Super rat. Super rat. Super there rat. you go. <laughs> uh, his mom. This is now. You know this man's lonely if he's like 
He doesn't. He goes to work, comes home, and just stays with his mom. You know. Welcome to my hell. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say that. <coughs> now I will tell you this. Over the years, I have uh, I have more respect for Joaquin Phoenix. I'm not. I wasn't at one point or another. I was not a big fan of this. Um, you know, the first thing that we remember is basically Gladiator, which, which I think he, he had a tendency to overact. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, um, you know, I I think he's a good actor. Oh, uh, I want you to notice that his Joker was the first. Joker that no one bitched about online when he was announced to be the Joker. That's yeah, true. people were like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, okay, when they when, even Heath guy. Ledger. <laughs> and this is a tribute to. Uh, okay, here's a real signature. He's there in the audience. Uh, you're going to see a lot of this in the movie, folks, that he lives inside his mind. Well, today, the mayor said he has a solution. You ready for this? Super cat. <laughs> and what movie well, is this? Well, this is playing on, um... Oh, I was going to say... Well, well, of course, this is a, uh, a throwback to King of Comedy. Yes. <laughs> I know that. Which may be the bleakest movie that Martin Scorsese's ever done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody kept talking about this film like, oh, it's like Taxi Driver. It's like Taxi Driver. I'm like, yeah, it does have a lot of Taxi Driver to it. But, I mean, King of Comedy and, I mean, just roundabout old 70s New York films like Think of Times Square or Wolfen, you know? Think of films like that. The Warriors, Driller Killer. Yeah. You know, you and even later, how like comfy your seventies asses feeling watching this, Carl. That it doesn't seem oh, like a yeah, there's a lot film. of seventies to this. Yeah, everything that you loved about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's king of comedy. Yeah, see, this this shows like his complete like, you know, he he knows he lives with his mom and he's looking for some kind of approval, you know. The audience is cheering for him. He and he doesn't have a and father. This is the, and that's his father figure. Because listen to what he has to say right here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very sad. It's like that's, like, no TV host would be doing that, you know? <laughs> it's like it's all in the Yeah. Day. 
Now look at the bruises on his back and how skinny yeah. he is. Yeah, he lost. I mean, he got down to, I think, 120 pounds to do this thing or less. Yeah. So it's like he, he – and they asked him. They were like – Todd Phillips in an interview was like, oh, how am I going to, you know, you got to lose weight. We, we, we were filming a couple months. What are you going to do? He's like, I just stopped eating. He literally just stopped eating. And that's how he got down to the weight he was because he was at 180 and he got down to like 120 in like a month or two. Mm-hmm. I heard about the beat down in your book. And uh, explain it. I want to re- recall one of my favorite stories from my book. It was called uh, I Killed. It was a book about a comedian. I forget who it mm-hmm. was, but him and Richard Belzer were standing outside of a club in between a set smoking a cigarette. And uh, they seen this little kid. And he was riding a bike. And then these four guys, four other little kids, come up, beat the crap out of him, stole him, stole his bike, and just laughed at him, was crying, and then ran off with his bike. Belzer looked at the other comedian and said, there is the next great comic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the whole thing. Yeah, Arthur wants to become a comic, so... You know, this is like his in-between job be- before he becomes a famous comic that he wants to do, which is ripped right from um, one of the Batman origin stories for Joker. Because there's yeah. several origin stories, you know, especially yeah. in the comic book. And one of them is he's a failed comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, who was it Carl that said, he said, was it Robert Williams that said, Every comedian off stage is one of the most tragic and depressed motherfuckers you could ever run into. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have a friend of mine. He's a, there's a friend of mine, Ray. He's a professional comedian, and he could tell you stories about like other comedians how depressed they are. They mostly come from tragedy, and they find the humor in it. That's where it comes from. That's the one thing about the 70s. Everyone smoked. 70s and 80s. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and some of us still smoke. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> well, I never took it up, surprisingly. With the life I had, I never took it up. I've done a lot of other shit, but I never did. <laughs> I never smoked yeah. a cigarette. How like, many times nah, I might have smoked a cigarette. situation like this? He got jumped, got the shit beat out of him. Got cracked over yeah. the head with a sign, and all his bosses do him is bitching him out because the guy called and said he didn't take his sign back to him. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take it out of his fucking paycheck. When I saw it was a Have theater, you ever I had that look at work, Carl, when someone was yelling at you? <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> For a second when I saw this, I was like, hey, Coney Island. Oh, wait, no, this this is nowhere near Coney. <laughs> that kind of looks like the Wonder Woman. not in the script. He literally just kicked that garbage can out of frustration until he fell over. Yeah. There it is, the drudgery of the routine. Yeah, yep. look how much 
weight he's got, this character's got on his shoulders, man. I mean, just... <laughs> So listen for the do- the name of the daughter. I know this was put in as a tribute. Yeah. When she says the daughter's name. And this is what makes him hook up with her, which shows that he's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get the reference, Carl? Then he goes, ooh. No, I didn't. Okay, so what was Todd Phillips' first film? What? Uh, The Hangover? Hey. Nope. No. Hated G.G. Allen and the Murder Junkies. He did a documentary on punk rocker G.G. Allen. The daughter's name is G.G. Okay. And uh, do you know anything about G.G. Allen? I know a bit. Not, yeah, not, not someone guy. I'm yeah. really into, to say the least. <laughs> the well, if I'd well, known that well, before I'd seen it, I would have been prepared for how nihilistic this movie is. I mean, look, the girl... <laughs> Pretends to blow her brains out, and he's like, "Oh shit, man, that's my kind of woman." Uh, yeah, right here shows. Oh my god, how out of touch with him. He's literally giving his mom a bath. Like that's kind of. I mean, to most folk, maybe now it's like, oh, it's not too terrible. But it's like, this is how alone he is. Like his his night is giving his mom a bath. We're you know, stuck she looks with capable. That's not thing. We're usually there's one person in the family stuck with taking care of the elders, and I yeah, repeat yeah, the but word. I mean, that's very true. She looks like she. I mean, she gets around. She she can fucking take care of herself. It just seems weird to me. <laughs> this guy, that, like, it's sad. Not weird. Sad. Like, this is his highlight of his night. Is. I'm going to give my mom a bath. Oh, his highlight know? of his night is watching Murray. Yeah. I just hope to God there's someone out mom. there whose highlight of their night is listening to me. I hope they got more of a life than listening to my stupid voice. <laughs> <laughs> so here he is, getting to know the gun. This is one of the few bits of intentional comedy in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually read people were offended by this scene, what was playing on TV. I'm like, what are you offended over? <laughs> oh, that old racist movie. I'm like, it's, uh, it's musical with Bing Crosby. It has nothing to do with What do you think we watched on TV back then? Well, but I mean, the song that they're singing is about oppression, you know? It's like, it's not racist. I know, I'm just saying, period, to those idiots who got offended. What do you think yeah. was showing on TV? Do you think these people could just watch TV nowadays? Nowadays, people, yeah. the young ones, could watch TV back then, Carl. Yeah, but but you know, again, it's it's what's happened to the culture, and and we have to adapt to a certain degree, and hopefully, we don't have you know, pretty crazy. <laughs> 
I love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching an old war movie. So I guess this is where they're getting the whole incel thing. No, they just look at everything as incels. It's either incels, antifia, yeah. pasta, mar- pasta argula. <laughs> they want to put everybody in a little pigeonhole so it's easier to insult them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is stalking her. And that's the thing about this film, like, and I think this is what pissed off a lot of comic book fans was, this ain't a comic book film. This is like a real life drama film. Yeah, are you surprised you know, you about just, that, Carl? Not particularly. I uh, the, the reason I'm not surprised is that it's it, it was basically telegraphed in everything that I wrote and read. I mean, everything I read. You know. Yeah, but people went in and they're like, ooh, I like the Dark Knight. You can hear a mouse fart in the theater. I watched this in. People just sitting there (laughs) shocked throughout the whole film. Yeah. (laughs) Pogos! Someone look at me. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. My favorite one right now is professor and senior who really needs to pass my class to graduate. Yes. I like these touching moments where he's trying to learn how to be a comedian, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, here's a guy. It's not, I want to be the Joker. I wish I had his passion. Like, this guy, even with his disability, his mental illness, he has a dream. He wants to be a fucking comedian. Yep. That's one thing I gotta say it's, to you, Carl. You made a flop at it, but at least you got up there on the freaking stage and tried. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I actually went to uh, Catch a Rising Star and tried a couple times. Didn't do so well. That's kind of hey, you tried kind of hard. You you like internalizing your shit. You don't let it out. <laughs> That's true. If you really true. listen to a story, he's like saying, "Me and my wife are bored in bed." We don't have good sex anymore, so we have to do this pretend shit that no. Mm-hmm. This part I like a lot because you really see how his id is trying to take over. Like he's conflicted. Like he's almost got split personality. There's Arthur Fleck, and then there's the other half. So you'll notice it'll happen a few times. He switches from his right hand to his left hand. People expect you to behave as if you don't. Worst part about mental having mental illness, which is so fucking true, which was a Amen. Message. Yeah. Isn't that people true, out there Carl. are like the worst part about being yep. disabled is people expect you to act. This is weird here. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> Thank you. 
Like, yeah. (laughs) That was actually one of the things uh, someone said to me was like, Oh wow, yeah, he's got mental illness. So what? He should have just got help. I'm like, um, did you watch the film? Yeah. Ooh. Does that does that makeup look familiar to you? Yeah. Patch Adams. Who? Patch Adams. No, not Patch Adams. Think um Deadly Harvest with Tiny Tim. And also, it's very reminiscent of um, John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer. No, he hasn't got another... the triangles. He has... Yeah, he does have the triangles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the reason that the makeup is similar to John Wayne Gacy is Todd Phillips knew John Wayne Gacy. When Todd Phillips did the, the documentary, Hated, Gigi on the Murder Junkie, Todd Phillips got John Wayne Gacy to paint the movie poster for his documentary. Yikes! <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a touch here to fucking John Wayne Gacy, and there's another one. I'll I'll tell you when it comes up. Yeah, and so yeah, because he knew John Wayne Gacy. Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, he just lost his job. Job. And I hate to say it, but he did get righteously fired. What do you think? Look how dark makeup's turn compared to the other scene. It's gotten more pointier, more evil looking. Hell, even your boyfriend, Terrifier Art, Still, the <laughs> angular makeup with the points yeah. from Gacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. This will f- feel very familiar for people in the 70s, 80s New York. Mostly the 80s What New was York. that one guy you said that was, uh, uh, Gacy. Uh, no, not Gacy. Uh, Getz. Bernie. Bernie Getz. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie Getz. Okay, take a look at this woman's attire. Like, pay close attention to it. Ugh, three Wall Street scumbags. I hate to That's say it, if I had be. seen them be throwing fries as a girl, I'd be in jail today for three bullets in them. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Remember that woman, though. Okay. Yeah. 
These are these three assholes work for fucking um, oh, Bruce Wayne. Sorry. Yeah, rich, yuppie assholes. Which took over New York eventually. Yeah, these are the guys that kill New York. Right, yeah, Carl? Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I love how they set the violence up to it in a realistic fashion, not... This isn't movie violence. No. That guy kind of looks like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. I bet that's on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He does. Oh, yeah. Here he goes again. Like, this is like the norm of his life. Except... You can only kick a dog so long before... (laughs) That's one thing uh, Todd Phillips really got good in this, was the grittiness of, like, exploitation, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this. This looks... Like New York from the 70s. <laughs> and this was a no-budget movie. I mean, really, even for what we call mid-level budget, this was filmed for about yeah. seven fifty-five million. million dollars. It was, no, this, this movie was filmed for $55 million mm-hmm. was so the budget. The mid-range but, I mean, budget. Compare it, but, 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 but look at the Dark Knight Rises was filmed its opening weekend... Oh, wait. Oh, this is great. Uh, Sorry, I just love this scene so much. The way he's walking down the platform. That's not Arthur anymore. That's that's the id that took over. And that was done on purpose. Like, look, he's using his left hand. In other words, when he's Arthur, he's using... You're right. Yeah, whenever he's Arthur... Yeah, whenever he's author, it's the right hand. Now when he's, he's author again. The id, now he's all, he's, it's coming back. His author is coming back. Well, okay, so Dark Knight don't Rises say that to Carl, was... Please. please don't say that to Carl because he has to deal with that every morning. Right, what? Carl? What? Your author coming what? back? Your arthritis, oh. author? <laughs> uh, uh, no, let's talk about schizophrenia. No, let's not. Okay. <laughs> I stole that from Robin Williams, like that. <laughs> Yeah. Some of these look like uh, the film Chud, <laughs> like the dirtiness. I <laughs> actually right had here. a course. I had a course from Andrew Bonim at the New School. He was the producer of that film, so got to meet oh. uh, the director uh, Douglas Cheek and. Uh, and some of the actors, very cool. John Hurd. That, that's one of my favorite films, Chud. <laughs> so this whole scene is improvised. What happened was originally he was supposed to run into this bathroom, try to hide the gun, and figure out how he's going to get away. What Todd Phillips did was like, that's not going to work. That's too comic book. So what he did was he's like, here, listen to this score music that Hilda sent me from fucking Norway. Um, he listened to a, uh, 
Joaquin listened to it and then came up with this. So this is completely improvised on the spot. Just dance to the music. And this is showing how Arthur is slowly disappearing and the it is taken over. The ego is starting Arthur to slowly die. Being in control. Yeah. He's not fighting it as much as he was. what is he doing, Carl? Well, it looks like 70% of the performance art I saw in the 80s in the East Village, okay? Yeah, well, the mime routine, he's doing the pulling in of the rope. You know. Mm-hmm. I think Carl's wrapped up in the film. <laughs> That's a good thing. So, yeah, well, he, yeah. So yeah, Arthur, the ego is slowly dying, and the it is slowly taking over. He's getting more confident. And Arthur don't mind. He, and he doesn't care. Before, that was the whole struggle. He was trying to keep his mental illness under control. Now he's like, Slowly being like, ah, fuck it. I'm going with it. This is great. I love this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? Is improvised what's coming up. Oh, no. This wasn't I know, in the script. I love it. It's hilarious. I want this sign, yeah. goddammit. After he fucks it up. <laughs> we got the punch out. Boom. <laughs> yeah, that was improvised. That was, they, matter of fact, that reaction is real because they didn't expect it. Oh. Yeah. I love that. The song. I love what he does here. <laughs> Carnival. <laughs> Don't smile. <laughs> oh, he's running out of medication. There you go. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Which is another brilliant thing that Todd Phillips did. Instead of the, I'm going to help New York, I'm a good guy. He turned Thomas Wayne into a greedy piece of shit, lying, two-faced fuck. Well, how many guys like Thomas Wayne are not greedy fucking asshole pieces of shit? <laughs> There's a few, not many. Yeah. So, I mean, it's if there couple. was a Thomas Wayne in the world, and this, this would be Thomas really Wayne. And this is really making a statement why Trump, uh, Trump got elected. Listen to this scene. This is a hell of a commentary on it.
I love where I tell you. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, talk shit, talk shit. There you go. You're nothing but clowns. Listen to what she says. <laughs> So yeah. Oh, that ain't till later seen. Never mind. <laughs> so here he's talking about, like this is the narcissistic side of him. No, this is the truth. I wish to God I'd said this to a lot of my fucking social workers. No, I'm talking about where he's talking about the song, the song they just yeah. played. I guess he heard that was something he heard on the radio. He's reading into it as. Carnival, that's my name, my clown name. So that's part of the um his kind of losing grip. Like he really thought the song was about him, like he's trying to make that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> you never listen. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. See, she still isn't fucking listening to a single word he said. <laughs> he could tell her he's going to cut her face off in 10 seconds, and she'd be like, damn, we lost our funding. So you're fucked. Did you bring your diary? <laughs> And that that's a big thing. That's a that's if if there's any message in this movie, it's how everything keeps getting cut and then people wonder why things are so shitty. They keep cutting well, the funding said, to help the mentally ill. The people that the caseworkers help and they don't give a shit about the caseworkers. Yeah. No, no, no. That's my don't give a shit about either you. Why the hell should you give a shit? Yeah. I mean my whole that's why I keep trying to tell people, oh why oh Pogo. You see that? Pogo? Pogo's yeah. Comedy Club? That's John Wayne Gacy's clown name when he was killing boys. He called yeah. himself Pogo the Clown. That's the other reference to serial killer John Wayne Gacy. That's who Todd Phillips knew. <laughs> why, well, Todd Phillips knew, and the reason why Todd Phillips knew John Listen Wayne Gacy... Listen what the comedian says. The, I just want to kill myself. So, um, real quick, the reason uh, Todd Phillips knew John Wayne Gacy is because Gigi Allen, punk rocker, was related to John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I think, yeah. So he, so he met John Wayne Gacy through Gigi Allen and then got him to paint the poster for Hated Gigi Allen the Murder Junkie, which I proudly have hanging in my apartment. Yeah. Carl, how scary is that 30 inches? It's relatively scary, to be honest. 
Trying to. It's easy till you're up there. Oh, uh, listen. Let me tell you something. Uh, I used to do coffee houses, and I used to do things in college where I would do silly songs and ribald songs and that. And then I got to New York. I thought I would try it. It's not easy at all. I mean, look at him. I'm sure you did better than this, though, Carl. <laughs> I think this is the most uncomfortable part of the film. <laughs> well, you know what? Then then there's uh, Andy Kaufman, too. This is almost like an Andy Kaufman routine. There you go. <laughs> he could have got away with it. And I love me some Andy Kaufman. Carl does, and I love him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I don't know why I just find humor in just fucking with the audience and pissing them off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she's there. <laughs> How scary is it just to hear that dead air, Carl? Well, oh, it's that. very scary. And it that is very fun- scary. Okay, you know who's singing, right? Yeah, who's Jimmy Durante. Oh, okay. Who? Jimmy Durante. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, so one other question. Who? Hold on. Hold on. Right who wrote the song? Who wrote the song? I don't know who? Charlie Chaplin. Uh, oh, but I do love well, that you're gonna love what's coming up. Yeah. Well, you remember in New York after Bernie gets all the newspapers just covered the subway shooting. That's what he's emulating yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wait a and second. remember, hey, there was also the happy faces that came out during that time. Yeah. Okay. Look. Look at the wo- look at the car. There's the woman from the train wearing yeah. a Joker mask. <laughs> That's the woman from the train. She turned into a protester. And they recognize each other. Yeah. She recognized them. The perfect date. <laughs> he did a stand-up. She's still with him. <laughs> Went to a coffee house. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh... There he is. That's life. That's life. <laughs> and that that's the song. <laughs> that's great. Oh, I didn't finish it before, real quick. So Dark Knight Rises made two hundred and fifty million its opening weekend. Joker made two hundred and forty opening weekend, but Dark Knight Rises cost two hundred and fucking fifty a hundred and fifty million to make it and Joker only cost fifty five million. 
So, I mean, right. big budget films don't always have to fucking be successful. Like, this Actually, movie barely cost anything by Hollywood. It was around $300 uh, million what they put out. Uh, salaries, uh, advertising. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises barely made its money back. Joker barely. was the biggest hit in October. Joker and Halloween were the two biggest hits in October. Yeah. And both of them put together would barely cover the Dark Knight Rises, uh, a fraction of the Dark Knight Rises budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you go. This is important. Plot point. Are you are you amazed in the way, Carl, that this movie got a wide release rather than an art house? Oh no, release? I'm not Were amazed you at all. See this kind of, of thematic material. Release. What? This it has to be a wide release. You know, it, it, it's uh, it is DC. They're gonna push it. This doesn't surprise me. Now, what surprises me? Is that it's this dark? Okay. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, which is how DC should be made. Because if you ever read DC comics, they're not like Marvel, lighthearted. They're dark, and that's where their films keep failing. Is they try to keep emulating Marvel when their fucking root is dark as shit. You know, that's why DC keeps failing in their films, like Suicide Squad. It's not supposed to be lighthearted and happy. So did you catch what's going on here, Carl? Okay. I know the letter. What? Um, I didn't really he just see found it. Out his, he just found out his father is Thomas Wayne. Oh, okay. And she's been keeping it a secret from him. So billionaire Thomas Wayne is the Joker's father, which is another new uh, part of the lore that Todd Phillips invented. That means him and Bruce, Joker and Batman, are related. I don't know if I like that. They did that with with um, Spectre, and 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 I think that's I think that's a cheap way to go. To be honest. Yeah, but I mean, this movie is a one-off. This isn't supposed to be a franchise. Yeah. I hope they don't make a franchise. This is a one-off. Oh, so I'll fill us through whatever he you know, could. Like, oh God, I wish they'd make a sequel. How many times have you walked out of a Terrence Malick film, Carl, and went, oh, my God, I hope he makes a sequel to this? Well, that's because Terrence Malick films don't, aren't about sequels or about that. Yeah, but this, this movie is, is not about sequels, too. No, no, no. No, no, no. I disagree. And I bet you, you will see a sequel to this. You know why? I know. Because you already made to do it. But you're... We've seen the whole picture, not you. Yeah, we've yeah. seen the whole thing. Yeah. There, there's there's this not going to be a sequel. There, there shouldn't be. be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. So there's Thomas, his wife, and... Then again, you might and, be oh. a couple lying motherfuckers, but then again, you might not. Who knows, right, Fred? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love every time he opens his little... His little joke book, it's got like porn pictures cut into it. <laughs> and then one of them flops out on stage, which is hilarious. Yeah. Right here will tell you that there can't be a sequel with this Joker. No. 
And this story, and that book is taken from the John Doe books from Seven. Yeah. And you see if you can guess who that exactly. little kid is. Carl? I'm here. Who do you okay, think Okay, let me guess. That's is? Batman. That's going to be Batman. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Come on. Not you. Yeah. Oh, just let her be. And get get your... Hold on. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, look at Joaquin Phoenix, how old he is. Look at Bruce. Can you see when Bruce grows up, he's going to be fighting Joaquin Phoenix? No, but but still, still, there. Trust me. If they make a sequel to this, it's not going to be. The way. <laughs> Unless they put Joaquin Phoenix in a cryo chamber <laughs> and wait twenty years. Which trust see, me, they can't. This movie can't have a sequel. And it's not real. And Todd Phillips wrote it. He didn't want a sequel out of this. That's why he made such an age difference between them. He just wanted to do the story of a mentally ill man in the guise of Joker, because that, that's the only way he can get it done. Which I'm all right with, because there's plenty of other Joker films out there, of comic book Joker. Yeah. This is. And none of them like are the same. No. I like how they did Bruce, though. Like, little Bruce, he's, like, almost unemotional, which is what Batman is. Batman's just all about logic and fighting and being prepared for fight. It's almost like there's something wrong with Bruce. And there's only one dumb thing that Todd Phillips chose, and that's not not putting Alfred's name in the fucking credits. Yeah. Magic. It's not funny. Yeah, everyone's a prick in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Alfred's not. Listen to what he said. How he says it to him. Yeah, listen. There's nothing to know, and he smiles. Like, fuck you. <laughs> He's scared of clowns now. <laughs> you know they're making a new Batman film, right? With a new Joker. It's yeah, not yeah, no. Joker. Yeah. But yeah, right there. Okay, yes, we will admit right now, me and Fred were 
trying to keep out spoilers. Oh, we are? The truth gets a lot fucking nastier. Yeah. Doesn't that make it worse that his mother was lying to him, Carl? Yeah. Aren't you going to thank us for not ruining that plot point that until it was exposed? <laughs> Carl's like, shut up, I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like... Oh, he's really cracking there. Well, he's losing well, he doesn't know which way is up. Yeah. I mean, he was at the moment where he was in control. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we seen that tunnel in movies? Oh, absolutely. That. <laughs> you know, the pro. Right now, I'm ju- I'm just going to say this. The inevitability tends to be a slight bit heavy-handed. And I'll leave it's it at that right now. It's not about the end, I'll it's wait, about wait. the journey. We yeah, know where but, it's but, going. It's the journey. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll just leave it at that right now. Okay. I know that one actor, the younger one, was in a uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Sorry. But like I said, I still have some questions for you. They're about the subway killing that happened last week. You heard about it. <laughs> oh. Right. We spoke with your boss over at Haha's. He said you were fired for bringing a gun into the children's hospital. That's true, Mrs. Croft. It's part of my act. I'm See, this is straight from the comic books. Is Joker has always been known to think quick on his feet. Like he could come up with a quick lie. He could come up with a quick excuse. If you don't mind, please take care of my mother. The fall of also gave me one of your cards. This interview is Some sort of clown. But you know he's not he's laughing. His left hand, so it's not author in control. Yeah. Oh God, I always hated that back then when the doors wouldn't open and <laughs> you look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Lovely woman at his side. That's the only thing holding them together. I actually have memories like this. My mom was in the hospital. I just find some way to blame Carl for it. Yeah. You said heavy-handed. Like I don't know. I kind of, kind of think that's just the way it is. His reality is just so fucked. Yeah, reality is heavy-handed, brother. 
Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> hey, made it to TV. Did you see that? He said, check out this Joker. Isn't that a symptom of nowadays, guys, how uh, tag names at the end of something just stick so easily? Yeah. Those guys are fucking clowns. Oh, yeah, that joker. (laughs) Yeah, I... I got questions on that. What do you mean? That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. They wouldn't allow that. He could sue them for that. That's wrong. Not back in 82. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. You did yeah, not back in 82, that would not fly. Though. That would not fucking fly. There's no way. There's no way. Well, uh-uh. I think he gets handled. <laughs> not uh-huh. in a lawsuit kind of way, but shit gets handled. I like that. I, I, I want a poster of that, Kill the Rich, a new movement. <laughs> With the clown mask on it. Mm-hmm. Kill, 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 kill the poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dead Kennedys. <laughs> or eat the rich. Like, yeah. yeah. Eat the rich like a son of a bitch. <laughs> But look, we're starting to see it boil up. Yeah. The way Domsey's running for mayor will be attending the benefit. You might remember it was Thomas Wayne who first referred to many of Gotham's residents as clowns. And like Trump, who could have said the right words and helped this shit right out. But to lift them out of poverty, help make their lives better. That is why I'm running. They may not realize it, but I'm their only hope. I'm their only hope. <laughs> oh Lord, how much is? Isn't that like that? Trump just putting gas on the freaking fire, Carl. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that in this too. Yeah. I love that the the movie they're going to see is Modern Times, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, and that was a movie that said "fuck the man" too, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did you notice he looked I mean, like movie Z-Man can... right there from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls with him spinning around like that? <laughs> yeah. This is my <laughs> happening, and I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the Joker, to be able to sneak in someplace, go incognito, because that's in every comic book. That's how it gets into everywhere. 
Well, they think he's stupid. That's what their biggest mistake is. Yeah. Well, that's always the case. Is that you? You underrate people. You know, I play. I play that with um, uh, uh, poker. When I'm in a poker game, people under. Do you, know, you really want to go there? Okay, let's get this over with. Second, generic joke thirty-five. No, Carl, we don't think you're stupid. <laughs> we know you are. Okay. So I love generic I, joke I love thirty-nine. Just said a million times. Blah blah. Sorry, folks, had to say it. Carl says, "Fuck you." We move on to the next thing. <laughs> Fuck you. We'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I love the commentary here. It's like, here's the movie Modern Times, and it's about, like you said, struggling, and here's the rich laughing at Charlie Chaplin, the tramp. And look at his face. I could Which, kill every one of you motherfuckers. Yeah. A bomb in that place would do justice. No, it wouldn't. It cause us shit. That's what most uh, people forget. Shit does not travel up. Shit travels down. Down. Yep. This is great. <laughs> People seem to forget how gilded the rich are. Like, everything's so different for them. In their bubbles. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I love what this guy's ego says. What, do you want an autograph? And he's like smiling like, oh, I'm so important. guy's running to be mayor. And the reason they changed their name is because do they call any place an asylum anymore? Yeah. Busted his face. He threatens to kill him. Come down my son again. Yeah, the left. Now here's one of the most bizarre improvs in in bizarre improv history. Yeah, him (laughs) doing this. 
Even Todd Pills was going, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no, he, this wasn't supposed to happen. He just decided to do this. I think that's why a lot this film got a lot of shit from the media, too, was instead of making this comic book villain where he's like, Haha, I'm bad, I'm here to kill everyone, they humanized him. You actually feel empathetic for him. Wasn't that a hallmark yeah. in the 70s, Carl? Well, certainly. I mean, I mean, how many movies in the 70s were about, you know, people down on their luck who, who's going toward a dream and don't get it? I mean, look at Scarecrow. That's like the, the major one that comes to mind right now. And that's not as well known as some others. But, you know, you take a look at any of the Scorsese films. Even if well, they're, bring me they're the head of Alfredo uh, Garcia. I mean, our hero that we follow is a real asshole. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, where I was going, even your gangster films back then, it was about the low lives. It was about not the top people, not, not the Godfather, not Francis Ford Coppola, but you're talking mean streets. You're talking uh, um, the nickel Eddie ride. Coyle. You know, you're uh, Eddie Coyle. Yeah. It's about the small guy who gets shit on. Yeah. Well, it's because of the 70s. There was so many movements. You had AIM coming up, you know, all that. I remember um, with the movie Prophecy. That was the main uh, theme of that film, where Indian rights. Yeah. You know, you had, well, like, it's not like that, It's not like that. Hold on. Hold on. It's not only that. The thing about it is, is I think it's generational because, you know, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm not Gen X. I'm in the middle. And, it's, and, and, and I didn't really come of age until the 70s. By that time, the 60s had gone by. And, and we know that, that the older generation, the hippies, fucked up. You know, and here we are left yeah. with things. We have... You know, we won all the stuff that they had. That's why they call us the Jones. We're Joneses for it. But, you know, there's no way to get it. So we're pissed off. Now, the one thing we keep is the drugs. And we like the free sex, too. But the rest (laughs) of it, everything had had fallen fucking apart. And so you get a real dissatisfaction. In the 70s, entertainment really, really glommed onto that. And understood yeah. that dissatisfaction. Well said, yeah, definitely spot on. That was your Sam Puller shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Arkham Asylum—that was filmed in Newark, the, where they that location. <laughs> yeah. That hospital's not too far from me. <laughs> So this is a so he's going to the uh hospital to figure out what's going on with his mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Because he heard it from Wayne and the other guy. So he's trying to get the records to see if his mom is there, Penny Fleck. Right here. Mm-hmm. 
This is the part where this could have ended like the Joker would have never been born if this guy would have like grabbed the doctor or a security guard and said, Hey, grab this guy. He just admitted that he did some fucked up shit. But like most modern Joes, they're just like, hey, I'm trying to get through my fucking day. Do you need help, dude? Yeah, uh, okay, sorry. Here you go. <laughs> you know, this guy's just trying to get through his fucking work day. He doesn't he doesn't want to get me bothered. Mm-hmm. But it could have ended. The, the, it could have ended the Joker right there. Yeah, the movie could have ended right here. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, his mom's files. It's worse than he thinks. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I love I love this UCU. Bam. <laughs> he uses his head a lot. <laughs> yeah. To get out of situations. He's always banging shit with his head. But again, that's the other thing that made Joker such a foe for Batman was no matter what Batman did to him, he couldn't hurt him. So this kind of explains, like, he's been through so much pain. It's like, there's not much else you can do to this fucking guy. You know? Mm-hmm. Batman's punches don't do shit to him. This part literally made me cry in the theater. What's coming up? I was bawling like a little girl with a skinned knee. Physical abuse? Mental abuse? There's a mom in the institution. (laughs) Found them abused. really doesn't have an identity or name. (laughs) 
What do you think of that, Carl? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like it just like it just fits so well in the but, joke allure of. Hey, never mind. <laughs> I'll get into it after the film. But I don't. Again, I don't believe that scene. I don't. He's in the asylum. He's acting like that, and they don't fucking grab him. Are you kidding me? Remember what we said at the first of the film? We don't know how much of this movie is truly in his head or not. That's yeah, not but they're not giving you that many. They're not making any differentiation. Okay? Bingo. Which, okay, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. The bad I'm, thing. I'm leaning toward not good. Hold on, we're not done. I'm, I'm, I'm still giving it some shred here, some credit. <laughs> so he's not in his apartment, and he's he's in his girlfriend's apartment. Mm-hmm. I'd say he had a really bad day. And that was the whole point of the killing joke, too. All it takes is a good man to have one bad day. Bad day. Yeah. Still one of the best uh, Joker stories, killing joke. It's one of the most brutal, too. I mean, he literally assaults, uh, ugh, I don't even want to get into it. No, I don't. I, I know about the killing joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's going on here? Yeah. I don't know. She just knows him as a neighbor. He doesn't really know him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know his mom's in the hospital. So the whole relationship was in his fucking head. And no, he didn't. The director and Joaquin have said he doesn't kill her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the media scapegoated the fuck out of this film. Sort of like what they did in the... If, does anybody remember in the 80s the whole Dungeons and Dragons fiasco leading kids oh, to yeah. Satanism? Yeah. Like fucking in the 90s. 90s, what was it? It was like um, 
Oh, and also in the 80s, uh, what was it, Ozzy Osbourne with Suicide Solution. Oh, he call, he's telling kids to kill themselves. <laughs> you know, the media's always looking to fucking scapegoat something. They tried to scapegoat this film, and it backfired on them tragically. Even in the 90s, they tried to get, like, Marilyn Manson for Columbine. Yeah. And Jim Carroll's The Basketball Diaries. Yeah. 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 Oh, it made me use heroin. No, it didn't. People watch Columbine, watch this movie, and that's why they did it. No, they didn't. They didn't even see the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that he's finally realizing, like, that laugh that he has. He doesn't see it as a condition. That's who he truly is. No, it is a condition. His brain was bashed in because of her. It wasn't no condition he was born with, like she lied to him. But, I mean, he's saying that he doesn't see it as a condition anymore. That's who he truly is. Yeah. He sees the world, the, the grimness of the world is fucking funny to him. Have you seen this much smoking in a movie crawl since the 70s? (laughs) This is brutal. That's why Carl's grumpy, Freddie. He's seeing all this smoke in there. He's like the guy watching the porn (laughs) and he can't screw. No, no, no. no, no, Right, Carl? No, no. The best smoker of all time is L.A. Gould in The Long Goodbye. I wanted to be him. He's incessant about it. That fucked with people in the theater when he killed his mom. People were just like, what? <laughs> I knew it was going to happen the first thing started. I'm like, yeah. yeah. She oh, kind of yeah. deserves it. That, uh, how could you be surprised at that? Yeah, yeah she deserves it. Doesn't mean it should have yeah, happened. Yeah, I mean, it was but... she. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if Carl missed it. Did you miss the phone call that he got that he's going to be on the Murray Franklin show? No, I mean, I, I did see a phone call. I wasn't. I'm listening to you yeah, guys and all this. On, well, yeah. He got invited to be a guest on the Murray Franklin show because his tape was popular. Okay. So he's preparing to be on the Murray Franklin show. And his preparedness is funny. Yeah, most of his movies, he's just thinking. 
Carl, and I got something again for you for earlier. If you're a comedian and it's the 70s, and Johnny Carson showed your tape on his show without permission, would you be going, oh, you son of a fucking bitch? I would. would. you be calling up all your other comedians? I would. Oh, no, I would. I am so against people, you know, mishandling copyright. You forget what I used to do. I know. Oh, no. I'd be absolutely fucking pissed. It's fucking Carson. I don't care. I know. That's why you never made it. I know. <laughs> no one ever fucking. I don't have anything to steal for crying out loud. Who wants to look at me on a fucking stage? So did Listen, you I got the perfect face for radio. That's why I do this. So there you go, Carl. His preparation is he's going to go on Franklin. So, hey, you're and cool he, in my book. You scared the piss <laughs> out of kids. He's going to fucking kill himself on the Franklin show. That's his plan. Yeah. And the short version of that story, Carl, he was, uh, Fred, he was Frankenstein in the show. He walked out at the end of the first act. Rawr! And after the first <laughs> act, he found out that he made like, uh, how many four, kids, Carl? We had four puddles. The stage yeah, manager came to me and said, kids. we have four puddles to clean up. <laughs> this is important. So there's a picture of his mom. What's on the back? Love your smile, TW. So Todd Phillips keeps you guessing right up to the end. Oh, is he adopted? Did uh, is he the love child of Thomas Wayne? Because, as they tried to explain, he's so rich, he could have gotten a hospital. Yeah, but you're forgetting one thing, son. People in the level of illusion of author's mother create fake props to substantiate their delusion and facts. Look at all the bullshit information on Facebook nowadays, the the pseudo-bullshit science that people use to... But you don't know claim. that. I mean, he, he found a photo of her with uh, with his writing on the back. That wasn't her handwriting, if you look at the letters. So this is you interesting. Can make it, just uh, I think it's I think he's really the father. So did and either of you ever read any Joker comics? Any Batman comics with Joker? Front or back? No, not. Okay, I'm going to answer this first. No. Um, Okay. I, uh, being the '70s, I went from Mad Magazine to the Underground. I, uh, I went to Crumb. I went to uh, uh, Spiegelman. All those. Von Bode. So So no, I never did. Okay, so I find it really funny that in the in the comic books. Whenever the Joker has henchmen, he always has big, fat guys and little men. Those are always his henchmen. So this is kind of like the play of henchmen. Big, fat guy, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in oh. um, The Dark Knight. Yeah, and Fred, I asked you, front or back? Yeah. What? Front or back? Front and back. Front or back. Okay. 
I want to know what side of the hand I'm going to smack you upside the head for asking me that question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. A lot of people felt horrible for laughing at this little bit coming up here. Yes. I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. So who are these guys again? That's he the fat son them. of a bitch that gave him the gun that got him fired. And then okay. lied to his boss that he didn't know where he got the gun. And the little guy's the one that always kind of like tried to talk to Arthur. Was nice to him. <laughs> you watch the Murray Franklin show. How <laughs> you just fucking mutilated a guy? <laughs> Does his accent? <laughs> Doesn't even realize how fucking horrible it was. <laughs> He's that far gone. <laughs> Lightest part of the movie, like it's the heaviest part, but it's the lightest part. <laughs> Listen here, always be nice to the crazy guy. Because when he finally goes off, he'll spare oh, you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was, my, that was my favorite part of Billy Madison. When, uh, yeah. what's his name, showed up in the lipstick and a gun and shoots the bad guy. And he's like, God, I'm glad he called that guy. And yes, Carl, the music choice was meant to be disturbing in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie got a lot of shit for this music choice. You know why, right, Carl? No, yeah, of course. I know Gary Glitter. I know the whole point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this pissed off a lot of people. Like, oh, my God, you shouldn't have used that song. It's a song. I remember most. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I remember um, the biggest thing I remember being in the New York area was this was always the uh, the music for the baseball commercials. Whenever a game, oh, absolutely. yeah, home run song. Yeah. Yeah, this whole scene is to represent his descent into madness. Like that's it. The ego is finally dead, and the it is taken over. He's free. Yeah. I mean, I've read a couple um, summaries of this film from psychiatrists and crime uh, 
uh, what is it, neurochromologist, neurochromologist. Thank you. They actually did write-ups on this uh, film, talking about how point on it got. Yeah, and that's another thing I loved about the 70s. They would have, when they would have a character like this, they would make sure that everything was psychologically sound and accurate. Right, Carl? To a certain degree, not all the time, but 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 more often than not, let's put it that way. The ones that gave a shit, and when you see the ones gave a shit, anyway. you gave a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> this really shows like Joker's um, ability to think quickly on his feet. Yeah, and I love how it also shows that he's not one of them. They all look generic. They all fit in together. They blend into one mush. But he stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Well, this is also, I mean, where can you find America? On the fucking subway. You take a New York subway, you're looking at at America right there. You're looking at every walk of life in the subway. Okay, tell that your favorite line from Brother from Another Planet real quick, Carl. So, Brother from Another Planet, there's a, uh, a, a, a magician is talking to our, uh, our, our friend who, uh, from, from Another Planet. He says, you know how, mm-hmm. how to make the... Uh, uh, now I'm going to make all the white people disappear, and it's at the 59th Street station on the A-Train. And they were, mm-hmm. the doors open up and all leave. And only black people are on there now. Yeah. And yeah, that's really how quick we are in America to start a fucking riot. One person pushes another yeah. person, and another person punches another person, and then about five seconds from there, everything goes to shit, and the cop accidentally shoots somebody, and... Bam. He's laughing. I love it. He's getting off on it. Yeah. So well, this small little scene, right yeah, I love this little dance he does right here. This was my profile pic for a long time on Facebook. <laughs> Where he's just like, yep, I'm out of here, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to wear a mask, clown mask anymore. He's become the clown. Yeah. That's the one thing. I remember when I saw the trailer for this, I thought, oh, did he blow up the train station? Is this a joker? Did he just do a major crime? And it's like this movie is nothing of what we know of the joker. This is not yeah, the joker I love running around no robbing a bank. major crimes in this movie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's not robbing banks. not anything like that. <laughs> put and on that a happy face. to try for that. Oh, put on a happy face. They asked John Wayne Gacy Why did he put on makeup With uh, spikes On the tips And he said because it scared people Yeah I mean he did children's parties With that fucking makeup How horrifying is that And then he'd kill young boys There's a picture of him with Gerald Ford's freaking wife the first lady of the United yeah. States. 
<laughs> yep. I like how um, Todd Phillips put it. This isn't the story of Joker's uh, rise. This is the story of Joker's of uh, Arthur Fleck's fall. He tried his hardest to blend in and be normal, but society just wouldn't fucking let him. And that's when his id took over. Mm-hmm. The defense mechanism. He's defending himself from the horrors mm-hmm. of fucking life. So he became yeah. this. Oh, I love that. You call me a joker? Call me a joker. Murray Franklin created the joker. He doesn't realize. He's like, yeah, I remember what you said to me, motherfucker, calling me motherfucking names. Yeah. Mm, that's grim. This is supposed to be the Dr. Ruth, that woman. <laughs> Remember Dr. Ruth? Yeah, so oh, the yeah. Dark Knight Returns. This is sort of a recreation of that scene. Yeah. But being in 1982, you had to have... The Carson set, because Carson was God back then. Yeah. Oh, I'm so fucking And to this day, I still uh, think he's the best talk show host ever. Easily. Five minutes on Carson would raise your uh, fee to O's. Oh, without a doubt. That's where everybody wanted to end up, was on Carson, if you were a stand-up comedian. There he is. Say goodbye to Arthur. I looked at the guys looking at him. What the fuck? <laughs> Joker. And do you think he's bringing him out, Carl, for a good reason? No. Of course not. Come on. I mean, it, it's, uh, it is uh, telegraphed way too much, guys. How'd you like the way they just used the TV scan lines right there for a second? Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that's in the comic, because that's how he kills uh, Dr. Ruth with the poison lipstick. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, what's funny and it is, isn't like, about um, the inevitability, Carl. It's about the fact that they could have stopped this, but they didn't give a shit to. Yeah, but that's the point of the movie, and it's just hammered time and time again. Nah, it's inevitability. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this I want to hear, so I'm going to turn up the volume. Okay. So forgive me if you hear it. But I do oh, don't worry it. about it. Mind if I talk a little bit, or? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, no, I was just going to say. So, Todd Phillips was a comedy writer, and of you know why he stopped writing comedy, right? Okay. Because no, tell me. Getting shit. His movies kept getting shit from woke culture. Todd Phillips actually tr- came out with a statement saying, "Try to be a try to be a funny writer nowadays." With this woke culture shit, so he—that's why he stopped making comedy. Now, what I find funny is because he stopped writing comedy because of woke culture, he fucking wrote Joker, which pissed off woke culture. So just like Franklin created a uh, Joker here, woke culture created this film mm-hmm. with Todd Phillips. They're responsible. Oh, and there's a tribute to Dolomite in this scene. Oh, cool. You, on the wide shot, you can see the boom mic. Oh, here we go. It's just, you know, been a rough few weeks, Murray. Yeah, see, Murray Franklin show is like woke culture. Mm-hmm. All clean, and they think they're above everyone. Oh, you're not allowed to do dark humor, but we're going to make fun of you. Murray, you ever actually leave the studio? 
everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves? They don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys. That we will werewolf and go wild. No. I mean, it's so much. I love that. We won't werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody, and I'll tell you this, not everyone is awful. You're awful. Me? I'm awful? <laughs> how am I awful? I love how in one moment he changes from killing himself into... Yeah. Just like the rest He had took over. Look what happened because of what you did, what it led to. There were riots out there. Two policemen are in critical condition. You're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing. Someone was killed today because of what you did. I know. <laughs> How about another joke, Ray? No, uh, I think we've had enough of your jokes. What do you get? I don't think so. When you cross, I think I'm we're done. I'm not going to be a society. I'm not going to be a society. Sorry to be silent through that, but I had to. <laughs> well, you knew that was coming too. Uh, and it was great. I mean, you knew he wasn't going to kill himself like he was planning on doing. Good night. Always remember. That's life. That cut off is hilarious, Carl. I always found this funny. I always find that funny. They bleep out the fuck, but they show him kill um, Franklin. Like, fuck is bad, but killing someone's okay. Isn't that a quote from a George Carlin bit, Carl? No, that's, that's Bill Hicks all the way. We'll get into that after the film. What I mean okay. is, you say, you can't say fuck, but you can blow someone's brains out on national TV news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bud Dwyer. <laughs> Come on up here. Now, this is hauntingly too similar to what just recently happened across America. Yeah. Again, we had a year's worth of warning, but did we listen? Yeah. No. Be quiet, Carl. Ace in the <laughs> hole, Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is 
Beautiful. <laughs> Ace in the hole, that's a real film, right? <laughs> yes, it is. One of the most bitter, okay. cynical films ever made, right, Carl? Yeah, I'm still watching the movie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And we'll I love keep, we'll this guy. I don't know who he is, but he's really the mystery of this last quarter in the movie. Who is this fucking guy? He shows yeah. up with the girl, and now he shows up here. I don't know who the fuck he is, but he is important because he has too much screen time not to be. And speaking of heavy-handed, here's the most heavy-handed moment in the whole movie. Yeah. I wish for one movie they wouldn't have, you know, oh, we, we, we rever him. So let's lay him in the fucking Jesus pose. <laughs> yeah. Blow out Zoro the Gay Blade. See, blow that. out Zoro the Gay Blade, Carl, 1982. And why the fuck would you take your kid to a movie in the middle of this shit? Excalibur, yeah, coming really. soon. <laughs> How solid does that put that in 1982? Yeah. Oh, and there was shampoo, uh, I think. See, there's that guy again. Here's the only part of the movie I really could have done without. Well, but I like the way they did it. Because in the past, it was always like a botched robbery. And this yeah. one, it's more like, fuck you, rich bitch, you know? This one, I actually like the way they handle it better. Like, he's not trying to steal her pearls. Every other incarnation of that scene, it's, I'm trying to rob them and get her pearls. This one is just like, fuck you. You're dead piece of shit. And I love how every movie always starts with the birth of Batman and usually ends with like, oh, here comes the Joker. This one, it's the end of the Joker and the birth of Batman. And why he would hate clowns so much. I like the guy in the background who thought to bring a chair just in case someone's uh, tired. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> tired? I got a chair. Hey, <laughs> Need a chair? Hey, fuck this plastic lawn furniture. Cheap motherfucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I could just see him just whacking some man's head, and the guy's like, hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Well, he's finally a star. He made it. <laughs> Which, I mean, and a friend of mine brought this up. You always wonder why Joker's henchmen are so loyal. Like, why they're so willing to die for him. If they did continue the story, this would explain that they see him more like a savior from their oppressors. So, almost no, like um, a religious... No, they mentioned Batman animated series. 
this isn't. This has nothing to do with that, though. Yeah, we're talking about they like why his the guys are so loyal. Which is, he has the best insurance package in the full paid funerals. Yeah. Okay. I like this one better, where they actually are loyal because they see him as almost like a religious icon. Yeah, the, the blood smile. My life is a comedy. Two best smiles on Joker has to be Heath Ledger with the Glasgow Glen and this yeah. one with the blood smile. Don't say how many months later this is. Yeah, this is just afterwards. That's it. <laughs> you notice his laugh is more happy and funnier now. It's not like before where it's just painful. Yeah. He's finally free. Thinking of a joke. <laughs> I love that Wolfen. You see the poster on the wall? Yeah. Wolfen. One of my favorite films. <laughs> no, Carl. I can still say you're the only one that likes Wolfen. No, I love that film. That's like one of my favorites. I'm with you, Carl, on that one. Yeah, I love that movie. I lo- fucking love that movie. Yeah. That's life. <laughs> Would you like to tell it to me? You wouldn't get it. Because <laughs> he knows that he got to, to Wayne, even though he didn't do it, you know? He still got it. And Batman's now an orphan. Now they're both oh, without any pet parents or father pictures. I love that. Well, he just look left. at his feet, girl. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> he just killed her. And this ending is supposed to be a solid ending representing the eternal struggle between the Batman and Joker. Yeah. <laughs> that always got a laugh in the theater. <laughs> that always got a laugh when he's running from the intern. 
Beautiful film. It was a great movie. What do you think, Carl? I'm certainly not as uh, entranced as you two. Yeah. But, but it wasn't bad. No. What if you had seen this? No, it was a bad. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. I'm not saying it is. Uh, it's problematic to me. There, there, there are things in there that don't make sense to me. Uh, okay. There are things that I think really. My main thing is it's way to hit you over the head and manipulate you and makes you feel sorry for him. Except instead of showing and you making your own decision. You know, I have a problem with Spielberg. And Spielberg, I think, really, like, takes the sledgehammer, grabs you by the pubic hairs and say, you know, cry, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. I feel the same type of reaction to this movie. Okay. I think it's, okay. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't think Joaquin Phoenix does a good job. I think, you know, everyone seemed to do a really good job with it uh, as far as acting. Certainly the evocation of the 70s milieu, early 80s, was really well done. You know, but my problem is it doesn't let you make the decision for yourself. It makes, you just, you it, would have it, rather more of a subtle. Much more subtle. Yeah. Much more subtle. I'm I mean, actually 150 um, yeah. times more subtle. Yeah, see, I, I like my movies, like my my uh, punk rock. I like a really heavy, sloppy, and gut, fucking gut level in your face. So it works for me. But you know what? That's a legitimate uh, critique. That's too heavy-handed with the the in your face, hey, tragedy story. You know, right now, now, okay. You yeah, just mentioned good. punk rock. Okay, uh, here we'll make the decision. What's your favorite punk rock band? Ah, that's hard. Um. Oh, give me two or I three. Mean, grew, okay, two or three. Uh, Ramones, Dead Kennedys, and the Jasons. Okay. Okay, I'll give you two or three on mine. Gang of Four, and particularly okay. Ian Dury. Okay? They're okay. different styles of punk. Yeah. Right? And so ones, the ones you mentioned, and I love Dead Kennedys, but they're not all my favorite punk, but they're, they're much more pounding type. Whereas someone like yeah. like uh, um, Ian Dory has that whole funk thing going, and there's all different types of things going. Gotcha. See that? What do you think of like so, the SST so, label then? SST was a little too heavy for me, but I liked some of it. Okay. Uh, I was more into sub pop actually. Oh, I like some of the. Okay. Oh, he's a new waver. He worships at the feet of Joe Jackson. That's cool, though. <laughs> but, but the whole point, what I'm trying to make the point is, is that, you know, this movie, as well made as it is, basically doesn't give you a chance to make your own decision. It doesn't. And, and that, to me, is a downfall of the movie for me. Okay. Well, a lot of the that people that complained about yeah. it, especially on the other side, were mad that it wasn't 
that it was that it had shades of gray. It wasn't strictly this guy good, this guy bad, boo. No, that's hey. one of the better things about the movie. Okay, yeah, that's actually one know. of the good things about the film. But well, the that's problem what I was trying is to mention that the hu- go ahead, go ahead. Okay, the, no, the ahead. biggest complaint I heard from people was um, that oh they 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 made you empathize and he, and he was too human. They wanted the uh, Joker that to be like oh that's a bad motherfucker. Oh look at him, holy shit, you know. And this one it's just like wow, like I can't hate him, but holy shit, he's doing awful things, you know. <laughs> they humanize. Yeah, yeah, but the, but mean, the point like, is, Punisher uh, War Zone. What's my biggest complaint about it, Carl? Okay, what is your biggest complaint? Because I like Warzone, well, by the way. I like it too, but the Punisher is a real-world Punisher. A psychotic with a gun who kills the right people. And then you got right. Jigsaw, who, hey, look at me, I'm all wacky-wacky. <laughs> and they but don't I like admit. that juxtaposition. That juxtaposition works it's for me. Too, it's too far in the other direction. But sometimes you need that for some type of balance. I happen to like that film. I don't think it's a great film. Oh, I like it. And, and yeah, he's a little over the top. I yeah. like the Punisher I, more I, than I do the bad guy, but. Oh, yeah, I do too. I do too. I like and I love Newman in that. And there's a lot of people that were bitching too that, where's Batman? This is a Batman movie. Where's Batman? Yeah. And here's this my favorite. This is a Batman movie. What the fuck is it called? Joker. Joker. Right. <laughs> Thank and you. Here's something that's going to break your head, Carl. There were parents complaining that they took their kids to this and that it was too grim, dark, and violent. What's it rated, I, people? Rated R. No, but but to get back to to what I was saying. Yeah. To make him. Human, I think, is a great, great thing to do. Okay? And we can emphasize. But the problem was, for me, is that everything in life is not black and white. This was gray and black all the time. There were no real joys. And you have to, if you're going to the dark side, you have to see the dark side take over the joys. There was none of that here. Well, they kind of did, but they, no, no, but no, they no. gave you the false. No, no, no. From the beginning, from the beginning, there were no joys, no real love between him and his mother. Nothing to be taken away from the dark that the darkness could take away. Nothing. Right. But there was. That's, That's why the, his, he was so no, no, happy no. at the I, end of the movie. He killed people, and people were like, "We love you. We love you. Yeah. We love you." Mm-hmm. Well, see, to me, I mean, I, I disagree in the fact that his joys was Murray Franklin, which is why it was so tragic when he finally made fun of him. Like, before, that was his father figure. That was his hero. That was his joy. And this whole, mm-hmm. in his insane head, relationship with the girl. Like, well, you then know what Bill Spain out, says? Never meet your heroes. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. But I mean, you know, so when he found out that his hero, that his father figure is a piece of shit, 
and that his girlfriend's in his fucking head, there goes his house of cards. There goes his one little bit of joy that he was holding on to. Everything right. else and, in his and, life was bleak. He had that. And then when that was taken away, his ego finally died, and his id said, fuck it, we're going into full defense mode, we're taking over. Yeah. That's my rant. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 and that's a good one. I, but I, I mean, don't disagree with that. But yes, I, I just think both things are on point. Yeah, I, I like but yours too, that though. That's a, I never thought of that. that. If you had a mainstream, real mainstream director tackle that Joker movie, they would have made him an anti-hero. Yeah. Not a 70s anti-hero. The modern one, like Vin Diesel in The Fast and the Furious. He's a no-good scumbag car thief, but he lives one mile at a time, you know. He's an anti-hero. Or they would have gave, cool. <laughs> gave us uh, another Jared Leto. <laughs> I'm just crazy. <laughs> hunka, hunka, hunka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I totally disagree with you on that one, Steve. I can't stand Leto's Joker. <laughs> oh, I understand. And that's one thing I like about Heath Ledger's Joker in the Dark Knight. You were scared shitless every time that motherfucker was on the screen. Oh yeah. yeah, he was, he was very up. good. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I'll tell you what, no, I like it. He was too cool. Yeah, yeah. The, to me, uh, Joaquin Phoenix does a really good job here. Okay. Yeah. He is, you know, when I first saw him as an actor, I thought it was too actorish, right? But over the over the years, he's He's become much more free, and, and, and he's very good in this. He's very good. It's unfortunate that it's so one note, the way that it's set yeah. up. Well, I do, I no, do I, think he was perfect in uh, Parenthood. <laughs> hated like, him well, in Gladiator. Gladiator. I hated him in Gladiator. I hated everything you know, about I, Gladiator, but that's because... Me and you, Carl, watched the real Gladiator films back in the 60s. Yep. <laughs> Give me Pep One movies any day of the week. Seriously. Yeah. You guys like Gladiator films? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got it. I'm glad you got Yes. Yes, we know. We're well aware <laughs> of Airplane and Zazz, okay? Trust me on that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist when I heard Gladiator. No, of course and not. You know what Todd Phillips really had to fight Come for on. in this movie, Carl? What? The smoking. <laughs> the studio. Yeah, we can't have the smoking in this movie. Todd Phillips, we can't shoot a movie about 1980 fucking two and no one is not smoking. <laughs> I thought exactly. he was going to die of lung cancer before he ended the film. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the weirdest things about the nice guys is almost no one smoked in it. Yeah. It's like, no, people, like no, 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 you got to smoke. Right? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I don't seriously. think there was a scene in the movie where 
almost no scene in a movie where Joaquin Phoenix didn't have a butt in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I remember one review yeah. was just like, yeah, I thought he was going to kill over from cancer before he ended the film. <laughs> like, here's the end of the movie. He's in a hospital on a ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's smoking, you know what? and then there's... What? You're both wrong in one thing. Okay? But this easily can this easily can have a sequel. No question. You think so? Oh, absolutely. And let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something. I guarantee you, in three years, the movies come back to the theaters. You will see a sequel to this. Guarantee. No, I'll it's put already written. Oh, they've already said they are. And that's a sad thing. Yeah. But I guarantee you, and I'll put $100 on it right now. Yeah. So how do you think they would do a sequel? Do you think it would be the Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Or do you think it would be maybe one of the protesters took over? It could be either. Because I think, I mean, if, if, if Bruce Wayne grew up even in his 20s, he'd be like, what, 60 years old? <laughs> yeah. He did that, like you said, he did that on purpose so they couldn't, you know. Yeah, no, but they can. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course they can. You know. I know. All they see is the you dollar. Know, it's, called, it's called Rip Van Joker. Yeah. You put him in whatever well, year you do, and then you go further from there. Yeah, it could be done easily. Well, you know what I really loved about good, the 70s and 80s big action films? Mm-hmm. If you right. look, a lot of them don't have fucking sequels. Yeah. On yeah, Commando, no sequel. Gone in right. 60 Seconds, no sequel. The Driver, mm-hmm. no sequel. It's because no, they usually true. are like, okay, we're only going to do one of these, so we got to blow our whole wad in the first film. Like, The French yeah, Connection. Right. As good as it was, they were struggling for a story in it. Mm-hmm. The French Connection Part 2. I like that movie, by the way. I think it's oh, one of the most... I didn't say it was a bad movie, but you got to agree with me that well, they really were struggling for a story. Right. But they were, uh, uh, you know, that's a very underrated sequel. It really is. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I'm certainly glad I saw it. I'm, I kind of feel bad I'm not as on, on point with it as you guys. Why? But, you know, that's I fine. I mean, I mean, Carl, what? at least you have a legitimate um, critique. You're not just like, oh, it's an incel movie. Fuck that film. You actually, yeah. this isn't what you expected as far as like story was too heavy handed. You wanted something a little more subtle. Most people just went after the film because it wasn't fucking the dark night and that's it. Well, you know what they, you know, the thing about it and Steven and I talk about this all the time. Most of the reviewers, that sort of thing, nobody uses their brain anymore. It's just no. gut reaction. And then they don't think about it or why I grew up reading Pauline Kale, reading, reading uh, Stanley Kaufman, all these people that made me think about film and how it's put together and how everything comes together. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, I try to, if I'm going to say something about the film, if I like something, 
you know, and, and when I teach my kids, mu- you know, music theory, music appreciation, it's not good enough just to say you like it or you don't like it. You have to tell me, most important letter, why. Why. And that's, that's the way it should be. Yeah, that's the way it yeah. should be. Should and be that's why like, oh, I kept the secret, folks, because I knew mm-hmm. that you would just have a big grin on your face as soon as you seen the 70s Warner Brothers label logo. Yeah. <laughs> and you know oh, we yeah. had to fight for that. Oh, I'm yeah, sure he did. Yeah, I think you told me that, too, before yeah, seeing like, the movie. Why would people care about the 70s Warner Brothers logo? But we're setting something geeks up. geeks like us? Because <laughs> the geeks like us that sit there and get a hard-on for that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those that would automatically know, oh, okay, this is set in the seven, you know. Well, yeah, it's, it, it immediately sets the tone. Oh, we're going back to the older way of film film visions, you know. We're not we're not yeah. watching a modern film. It's like I tried to explain to someone once why I didn't like that 70s show that much. Because that 70s show looked like a modern show with 70s props. Freaks and geeks look like an 80s show because they use natural lighting and they use natural, you know, it looked organic. It looked like, oh, this might have been in the 80s. Freaks and geeks. And Freaks and geeks and um, that 70s show was around the same time. And the 70s show didn't look like a 70s show. Freaks and Geeks did. And this looked like, hey, this could have been the 70s, right from the very beginning. Yeah, Carl Polo had some nostalgic views looking at all that shit. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the, the, the first scene where he has the sign and it's outside the music store that's going out of business, I sort of had yeah. a lump in my throat. And you know what's yeah. funny? Whenever uh, I, we get some '70s guys on, some New York guys on the show, them and Carl usually fight over who lived in the bigger shithole. Like it's some kind of <laughs> fucking proud achievement. <laughs> Damn right. Carl, yeah, that I, right. our place had big roaches. Uh, Gene Silver, oh <laughs> fuck you! Did you have rats as big as dogs? No, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 you know who says it best is Dennis Leary. You know, I went off to Vietnam. I went over. Yeah, but fuck you. I live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There was a story on uh, lead singer of the Cro-Mags. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was. I remember um, hearing a story from the lead singer of uh, Cro-Mags. He was talking about how when he lived in New York in the um, 70s and 80s, he had to keep a pit bull in his apartment to keep the rats off the bed so they wouldn't chew him up at night. The pit bull would bite the rat's heads off as they climbed up his bed. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it was. Well, I was talking and I mean, today with my roommate today. Uh, I had a friend of mine, Jeff Lebsack, who had a place on St. Mark's in the early 80s. And he was with mm-hmm. five or six artist types, and he was the only one that really worked. But Next to the they, had this, they had this large water bug that had to be like four or five inches long. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And well, I it, it got bath, to a point Carl. where he adopted it as a pet. 
<laughs> That's great. Well, I have to ask, like I said before, how close was he to the bass? Uh, basically, the whole thing was was that, that there was water that would come down through the walls. And so, so he liked to hang out in this one corner where there was always an internal yeah. drip. What I'm talking about is how close did he live? He li- you said he lived in St. Mark's? St. Mark's oh, place, okay. yeah. I know. Yeah, how close did he live to the famous St. Mark's Bass? Oh, uh, um, the, actually, the bass that you're, you're referencing, uh, uh, the ones you're probably referencing were, were, were up uh, near 14th Street. Uh, it was 14th Street, not St. Mark's. There were St. Oh, Mark's yeah. baths, but that was that was uh, that was actually uh, not St. Mark's. That was University Place. That was over on the west side. The west side was where the where the baths are. The uh, where Bette Midler used to play and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. The west side. It's the east side. So it's funny where I live now. Speaking of roaches, every time someone moves out and they bug bomb the apartment. You just see roaches running out the fucking door of the apartment. They just buck bomb. It's fun. I, but I by always the way, like, that does remind me. Where do you live, Fred? I live in um, Maplewood, New Jersey. Oh, lovely. Maplewood. Oh, have fun with that. I lived in North Plainfield right for in, a while. Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm literally just a couple blocks away from Newark. Like, I can go, I can, like, take the bus straight up to Newark, which is, like, five minutes from me. So yeah, that's yeah. Where you I know live. all them uh, uh, bug bombs are useless. Within six months, the, uh, the roaches are cutting lines with the fucking bug powders and the yeah. bug bombs, and just going. Just, 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 you got any more of that shit, buddy? I'm getting a good buzz here. Yeah. Well, that's why hey, listen, you know it's called naked lunch in William Burroughs, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. get out that bug powder. Well, I mean, even in my bathroom, like the tiles are falling out because there's constant drips in the wall. Just like you said, yeah. they don't take care of these places. Matter of fact, yeah. since the pandemic started, they haven't even been to this building. They're usually walking through to make sure because one, they had problems with a guy had um was an apartment was being used as a major drug um deal place. Like they just did their drugs there, like and fucking cut their whatever the fuck they were doing in there. One guy was breeding pit bulls for fighting in my building. Uh, a transgender woman was murdered in my building. So yeah, it's a fun place. <laughs> God. Okay, well, thank you guys for being on. And you know what song I'm sad I don't have uploaded to play right now, and it would be perfect? What? what? Fears I Love Living in the City. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be a good one. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You should have did it. <laughs> you should have did it. <laughs> Well, we'll see you tomorrow night. We don't know what's going on yet, but something will come up. And, yes, usually when I excabriate ideas from my posterior, usually something from his posterior. Okay, I'm Tanya, get out the uh, deodorant because we're going to need it, okay? Only if I eat chili before then. If I do, good Lord, light a match. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for being on And yes, next time Hey, we didn't break our theme, Fred <laughs> No 
Joker takes place in 1982. We stayed in the 80s. Yes. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just... uh, Or is that bullshit, Carl? Yeah, Carl, uh, Steve and I have this thing where we're focusing on the 80s right now. Oh, okay. Cool. That'll work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. I'm I'm gonna head out. Yeah, thank that's you what so we'll much. Have to say. Good night, everybody, and thank you for showing. And remember, that's life. That's life. Yep. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Good night, everyone. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself Flat on my face I pick myself up and get back in the race That's life I tell you, I can't deny it I thought of quitting, baby But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself laying flat on my face I just pick myself up and get back in the race That's life, that's life And I can't deny it Many times I thought of cutting out but my heart won't buy it but if there's nothing shaking, come this here July.
I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and die. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.